Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> is is today Valentine's Day? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, the 13th. The 13th. Oh, I didn't know it had a specific day. It is. It occurs every year on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. I love it. I love the idea of it. I love that it's like, let's celebrate the women in your life who, you know, you love to death for whatever reason. Right. I love that idea. And especially if you're a single gal, like sometimes that's what you have to celebrate. Right. So today's episode is about Valentine's Day. And if you don't know what Valentine's Day is or where it comes from, uh, let me give you a brief aside. Valentine's Day was founded by my personal hero, Leslie Nope, of Parks and Recreation fame, played by <laughs> Amy Poehler, the most brilliant and funny woman on the planet. And I will give you... Leslie's quote herself on explaining Valentine's Day. Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it, breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst plus frittatas. I'm obsessed. <laughs> and that's the first time I heard that, by the way. It shows how much Park and Rec I watch. It is, uh, it is amazing. And Leslie is I like... I love it you know, let's celebrate our ladies before we uh, go on and uh, get celebrating our dudes. Uh, ovaries before broveries and uh, <laughs> uteruses before deuteruses, as, as she would say. So today we're going to talk about uh, why we celebrate our lady friends. And uh, it is a pretty good time to talk about why we are celebrating our lady friends. Sure. And how kind of hard it is nowadays to make adult friends. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about doing an episode on that theme and Galentine's kind of was a good merger of the two. Like we're crafty ass females. We should celebrate Galentine's day. That's kind of what this podcast is about. But at the same time, incorporating maybe the feelings or chatting a little bit about why it might be so hard to make adult friends. Yeah. And bringing that to our awareness a little bit, maybe how we can fix it so that next Valentine's Day we'll have a plethora of people to reach out to. Totally. Yeah. So what's first on your list to kind of bring to the table? Um, so when I was thinking about this, I wanted to talk about how the internet has brought us all together and how the internet has made it so much easier for us to be like... Like, not only um, make it easier for us to have gal friends, have for us to have lady friends, for us to have, for us to meet new crafty females, but for us to open up and appreciate each other. Like, it gives us that space to be like, hey, um, I'm going to tag you and tell you that you're fucking awesome. Hey, I'm going to tag you in this um, quote and tell you, like, you're beautiful and you're wonderful, and you are fantastic, and I am so glad that you're in my life. You know, it's a little bit, okay, it's a lot 
a thousand times harder to just like go up to somebody like on the street or at a birthday party or like even if they are your best friend and say you know like you're amazing and you're wonderful and you mean so much to me like that the 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 little bit of distance that the internet has plus the um amount of Safe people space. that there are yes like the, the space plus the extra encouragement from everyone else makes it easier to have you know girlfriends it's true and when you think about it like in the old days before computers the handing of the valentine was kind of the archaic tagging of the friend on the post you know totally. what i mean like that was like a way to kind of give a graphic that encompassed you know how you felt about someone or whatever it is so nowadays we do it on the daily we come across a post or a meme that resonates with us or a friend and we tag but valentine's day in essence was that or is that with the valentine yeah and and, and i love that we're you know using pop culture and using these these characters that we've loved um and we're recording this right before the super bowl so i know amanda is getting <laughs> prepared for this is us <laughs> oh God. by the time this airs i will hopefully be done grieving but we'll see it might last months you don't know with me and i love that like we have these characters and that like um we can use them to uh, bond with each other. Like, no matter how far apart we are, no matter where we are, like, we can... And and as millennials, this is something that we got from our baby boomer parents. Like, our parents grew up with television shows, and, like, that's something that they shared with other people their age. Like, they watched, you know, like, whatever it was... Um, you know, like Dick Van Dyke or Mary Tyler Moore. I'm trying to like think of all the things that were on Nick at Night yeah, that I watched I know. with my like parents. Like the the culty type of shows, right? That that, that like that. you know bonded their generation together. Like the Happy you Days, know, right? Like the Johnny Carson show. All right, okay. all of those things. Yeah. Like right, Happy Days. Like those were the you know Fonzie. Oh, like that's you know a a, a milestone person in their minds. Like we have right. these things that like. And and because we have the internet, we can talk about them immediately. Right. And not have to, like, you know, wait till the weekend or wait till, like, you know, the summer to talk about, or like... Or see someone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have to you know, wait till yeah. the family reunion to talk about, like, what happened right. on the TV show or the movie or the Star Trek or the Star Wars or whatever. And, like, we have that instant right, like gratification. Spoiler, alert, spoiler alerts weren't a thing back when everyone watched it the second it was on. Because right. they had to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's so true. And now it's funny because you mentioned social media in the mix of all this, you know, friends and, and, and reference it being easier, right? Because you do have access to more people and more like-minded people and mm-hmm. that's kind of thing. And I have in my notes that social media for sure has had a tremendous effect. However, it's, it's a little convoluted in my mind. Like I definitely know how it's been positive. But then there's like this aspect of it where, A, in real life, you almost have to make girlfriends that have the same level of love of social media as you. Do you feel this? Where like, I almost feel like if one of my friends loves social media more than I do, 
she's going to be on it more than I feel like I want her to be on it when we're together. And then that plays into kind of like how we are together. Like, I feel that too. Like if someone's all about posting the pictures, you almost have to be equally amount about posting the picture. Because I find like like-minded social media people are the friends, real life friends now that kind of <laughs> form. I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Like, I, I find like if two girls are very into their selfies, they will make great real life friends. If, if <laughs> you know what so I mean? I have so I many like- different types of friendships. Like this comes from, I, part of it comes from moving like a thousand miles away from everybody. That's so hard for me. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's a level of adult friendships that we never had to think of before. Like someone's love of this new medium, which is social media or their use of this new medium. Like I, like we've talked about this past episodes before too. We're like, Social media for me is a tool. It's mainly a tool for my professional side, although I feel like I have made friends through it, right? Through the Happy Planner, through, you know, with you. And like, I have made friends through this medium. But then when it comes to real life friends, the medium seems to affect a real life relationship. Because if one person is too into the medium, because it's easy to get sucked in, your friends are there, like stimulus is there, laughs are there, like everything is now there on a screen of some sort that we're almost wired now, you know, for various degrees of social anxiety, like face to face and engagement and uh, like your focus, like I almost feel sometimes, you know, I grew, we grew up with no screen. So we grew up and we're children with face-to-face interaction. But now it's almost See, I like, didn't. Oh, why not? I was always on the computer as a kid. As a kid, like, six? We, I, yeah, I got a computer in kindergarten. See, I got it in, like, second grade, but it was, hey, let's run and play this jelly bean game, but now let's go back outside. Like, it never held us with that much attention as it does now, obviously. Yeah. Because everything's there now. Yeah. All of my, like... I guess, so, as a kid, my stuff was so regimented. Like, my schedule was so regimented up through high school. Like, it was school, sports, homework. Like, my all of my free time was on the computer. And then I had friends, and then I started making friends on the computer when I was young. But you would see them in real life? They were, like, far away? Both. I started making oh. local friends on the computer when I was in high school from the next town over, from the next town over, and you can, everyone can yell at me for not being safe on the internet. <laughs> I'm still alive here today. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I've had internet friends and internet friends who have become real life friends for more than 20 years at this point. Wow. So for you, it kind of came the computer space, the interest space, what you're doing in your real life and what you're looking up, tying in with people who do the same thing and then you making a friend out of that mm-hmm. see a lot of my experience in the beginning was having friends either through school like uh, like growing up I had neighborhood friends just from being little and my mom interacting and I grew up with them as my friends and then through school and kindergarten early age forming friends and going all the way to eighth grade with those friends so same for but again any computer interaction at that time was through, hey, my friends on the computer, like I already made them in real life before I met them on the computer. So for me, it was more like a real life spark and then connecting with them on the computer. The idea of, you know, the first AOL 
name slash, you know, instant messaging, I guess it was, um, to me was so exciting because I was like, ooh, now I have a pen pal. The, the thought of having a friend that you didn't know in real life was so new and revolutionary. And, you know, so in that, I think that was the first initial spark. Nowadays, that's how you make friends. It's like, it's so common to have more supportive community through the screen from people you've never met in real life than even in, in real life now. And that's, yeah, and I, like, that's one of my, my things is that I, like, so I'm a classic introvert. People, that's one of my, that's my top reason for when we talk about, like, why it's so hard to make adult friends. That's probably number one. Like, yeah, I, um, I, people being around people drains me. Um, I, I, like, actually love being around people that I love. Um, and being around specific people, I absolutely, it's my favorite thing in the entire world. But it makes me very tired. Um, uh, and being, like, quote-unquote a sick person uh, between my two headache disorders, like, I need to time that correctly. Uh, that makes so much sense. But that, that's, I think, kind of the effect of the social media and the screen friendships. It's because we can tailor, kind of, mm-hmm. and have more time to express when you're with someone face to face, there's attention, there's eye mm-hmm. contact, there's all these mm-hmm. things that that forming relationships from a screen doesn't need. Yeah. Um, and that's what, and we're so used to now communicating that way that to revert is hard for a lot of us introverts that have adapted to this way. So yeah, it's like and even with my family because family demands that eye contact, that that you know, super focus. You can't do other things like. That kind of communication, and and especially I've I've heard people say this too, where like, I'm a great public speaker, so you think that you wouldn't be introverted, right? If you could stand Mm -hmm. up in front of a person and public speak, but when it comes to those intimate uh, small talk conversations, they have a much harder time because it's again that like, where am I conjuring up? Like when you do Mm -hmm. a public speech, you already know your content, you already know your audience, you already know like, so there's, it's a very different thing. Yes, and uh, so I'm an empath, which means uh, I, like, take in people's emotions like a sponge. And, like, those one-on-one conversations, if people are being shitty, I can't handle it. Like, I literally cannot handle it. And this is, I think this is one of the, one of those things why uh, I really want to bring up in our Valentine's Day episode, is that you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else. And if you aren't happy with who you are as a person, then you can't possibly be happy with anyone else. And then like those vibes are going to come off. And uh, that's one of those things that you need to do as, uh, as an adult friend finder. Oh my god, I can't say that. That is a name of a website that is for like affairs and stuff. <laughs> true yeah it really is true sorry guys we will not be linking we're not gonna we're not gonna link to adult friend finder (laughs) as someone who wants to find other friends as an adult (laughs) Um, the internet even ruined that phrase thanks internet thanks guys you ruined (laughs) it for us which makes let's tick it on the list for another reason why it's hard to make adult friends exactly adultfriendfinder.com It's going to be our first official sponsor. We go us. We did it. We made it, guys. Um, No, if you want to be somebody who finds friends, you need to be 
a good friend first. Here's a great example. Actually, somebody um, DM'd me the other day about like, how do I get uh, somebody to, you know, how do I get likes on my pictures? And how do I get likes on my, uh, my projects? How do I get people to notice that I'm putting scrapbook layouts out there on Instagram? And the, the way you get people to like your projects on Instagram is that you go out there and you like other people's projects first. You like a hundred projects and you comment on a hundred people's projects and you tell them how awesome their projects are first. Um, and then, then it will come back to you. You have to be the person that you want to be. Um, my favorite, wonderful Brandy that I love and cherish Brandy Kincaid was feeling kind of down this week. And so the thing that she did was she went out and she spent 20 minutes telling people how much she cares about them. And she went out and she DM'd people for 20 minutes and was like, these are the four things that I love about you today. And she did it the next day. And these are the four things that I love about you the next day. And she then wrote a, an Instagram post, which I will link to, uh, we'll make Amanda link to in the show notes, um, about how, you know, she was feeling down. And like the best way to fill the holes in your heart, if your heart is hurting, the best way to fill those heart, fill those holes in your heart is by being what you need to other people. So true. And so like if you need friends and if you want friends, go and be friends to other people. And that's what exactly. Valentine's Day is all about. Valentine's Day is about like you want friends, so you need to go out and be friends to other people. You need to, you know, Invite your ladies out for brunch. You need to send them notes about how much you love them. Even if it feels weird and it feels awkward and like it, it does, it feels weird and awkward to tell other people that you love them and you care about them and you think that they're awesome. But like you do. And, and it is exactly. And, and at any given point in time, it's exactly what someone needs to hear. Yes. Like I never feel like there's a bad time to tell someone that they're cherished. Like, I'm sorry, that's on everyone's, like, I need that today list. Like, mm -hmm. forget about, but first coffee. It's more like, but first, tell me you love me. Like, <laughs> it's so true. No one would deny that. And if they do deny that, which I don't think anyone would, but like, that, that's so telling of the person. Like, it's not really telling, like, you just put it out there. It's not up to you how it's received. However, it'll probably be received 100% of the time very well. <laughs> you know, and this whole you know, making friends as an adult kind of topic came about from me and my sister going on this walk, both of us, you know, my sister just turned uh, 29 this uh, past month and I'm now 33. And we both have lost friends that we were friends with since kindergarten. And she, I would have to say in the world, she's my best girlfriend. And, but that goes without saying, because yeah. we've gone through everything and even fights, you know, we have to get over because we're sisters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just the connection that we have and we talk about these kind of things and she's like, God, like it's so hard to make adult friends. Like, and it, it's a lot of things. It's like, you're saying where if the person doesn't love themselves and I kind of categorize that to toxicity, like how Absolutely. much toxicity is the person bringing into your life. Mm -hmm. And then for me, like I have one of my friends said to me once, she's a, a few years older than me and I was in my twenties and I was venting to her about this other friend of mine. And she goes, you know, when you hit 30, your threshold gets much smaller. Yeah. Your like, threshold like, for bullshit gets, yes, it's, it's yes. like, and like a lot of it, um, I chalked up to like, we're young and you know, and when you're in high school, it's almost expected to get that yes. drama and stuff and you deal with it because they are your friends. It's harder to make friends in high school. Right. So 
it's all that wrapped up to it. But then you get to a point in your adulthood where you realize like it really isn't adding anything to my life. And, you know, and I would just rather sleep an extra half an hour. Thank you. Yeah. And, it, and, and then adulthood comes with like all this extra responsibility and busyness that you don't even have time right. for the good Like friends. actual drama? Yeah. And like, right. Actual drama that why would you want more in your life? But I, at the same token, there are, I do see those groups of friends that uh, thrive off that drama. There would be the real housewives of anywhere if there wasn't a group of friends. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Let me tell you about like, okay. Gossip time, right? This wouldn't be a Valentine's day episode if it wasn't for a little bit of gossip. We were on, uh, some good gossip and bad gossip. We were on the Disney ferry going from Animal Kingdom to Epcot, and we saw what had to be a bachelorette party, and they were made up to the nines. Like, I mean, it looked like they had each gotten blowouts. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, they had the perfect, most perfectly, they looked gorgeous. I mean, just like matching outfits and... I mean, like, they were literally looked like they had the makeup on for wet- their wedding day. Like, I mean, gorgeously curled hair. Like, I, I-, I literally cannot find a fault with anything that they had on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, also, they were coming from Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I I just, I, this, like, and so this is what I'm talking about. And, like, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to criticize, but, like, again, you get to 30, and you're, like, bullshit meter of, like, I understand how long that takes. Like, I literally, I know in, like, clock time how much time that takes. I just want to be in the fucking park, like, looking at the animals. Get me on another ride. Like, you paid money for this shit. Like, yeah. uh, Oh. But again, it's that, like, value system. You You have groups of friends form because of their value system. So if you value social media and looking pretty, you're going to be with that friend who will spend an hour getting pretty and making sure that they take the right photo of you. Like there's memes everywhere that goes find a best friend willing to like get in the weirdest position to take your photo. Right. Like right, exactly. you know, here the world we live and in like, now. If you value vanity, you're going to have friends that also value vanity. I think that's a really good point. Figure out what you want from your friends. Right. Like what do you, right. if, if that's what you want, like if you want to like, I mean, you're going to get the best pictures ever. You're going to be gorgeous. They're going to be insane. You're going to have them for the, you know, you're going to be like, you know, Grandma Jennifer, why did you look so gorgeous at, like, Animal (laughs) Kingdom? You look amazing. And I mean, they have the Disney photographers all over, so you're going to get professional photos. They're going to look insane. So, I mean, that's awesome. If you can plan that out and do that with all of your, like, friends, that's fantastic. And then um, on the same trip, after the bachelorette party got off, they, um a Disney wedding got on and oh my God, they just looked incredible. And they they, have years. They didn't, they had, they had two babies though. It was uh, a husband and a wife. They had just, I assume they had just gotten married or they had, they were waiting to get married. I don't know which one. They had three professional photographers with them. They were just glowing and so happy and just so wonderful. And it just all comes back down to like, if you know what you want from your people, it's so much easier to find your people. Yeah, I believe that that's true. And there's that quote that makes me think about it, like uh, small minds discuss yes. people, average minds discuss events, great minds discuss ideas. And I just feel like once I hit 30, 
I was in that threshold of, I need to be with people who want to talk about ideas. Like, I can't talk about people anymore. I don't want to talk about, oh, where you went or who you are. Although that's part of it, of course. But, like, I'm much more, like, gravitated towards friends and people that talk about the same kind of ideas. And, like, a lot of the girls from the planner community that are all over the United States um, that were on either on the team and I talked to, you know, via email, I met some of them in person and I was like, why don't you live closer? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just the type of people that, again, the social media in a good way lets you gravitate toward, but social media being the connector also kind of changes the game a little bit. So they're not these people that you go next door and buy fly, get flower from, or, you know, have, have a birthday and have them attend. Like that's another common theme I hear in adult friendships, like where they, they want to have this big birthday or you're, you know, they know that it's a birthday. And now the new thing is, social media blast of your birthday like it's no longer a party or people attend or like the people you want to attend are your real life friends that don't invest in you every day like your social media friends do so it's like this weird it's this new way to kind of experience friendships I think you keep calling it new and I keep thinking this has just been my whole life yeah I guess that's true for me it feels new for me I felt like it's been this whole thing for me and like so high school was hell, like literal hell, <laughs> and it was awful and terrible, and I'm so glad that I left. I, I kind of just really wish someone would have told me that, like, it didn't have to be that way. It would have right. made it so much easier. Right. Um, it's funny. Somebody did tell me, and I'm still friends with this person. Um, and so the thing is, I don't, I'm not friends with any of the people that I was friends with in high school, um, but that's not entirely true. I'm friends with my sister. I love my sister. Just like you, um, my, our, our sisters are, I think our relationship with our sisters is very similar. Um, my sister's about, uh, my sister's three years younger than me. She also got me, about four. my sister got me the best present. She bought me uh, a year uh, subscription to a small business uh, help website so that I can Cute. I know, work on my, my uh business plan and everything she's just the best and like then she went perfect presents are something a best girlfriend just handles and she went and got me like the greatest like stuff to go with it from the container store so now i just have like amazing like wonderful things from the container store too so she's the best and then i also have my cousins i have three cousins they're uh four six and seven years older than i am so in high school we didn't hang out but as soon as I graduated high school, we were all, like, you know, the same age. Um, and they live in the same town. We all grew up in the same town. They live in the house that uh, my dad and my aunt and all their family grew up in. So now, like, they're, like, the friends that I would have had in high school. And all their friends are friends that, you know, are friends with my friends that were in high school. And, I, you know, we... what lived in this tiny town where everyone knew everyone and I went to a high school where like all of my teachers had my parents well had my dad because my mom didn't grow up in that town but like Jesus Christ I needed to get out of that town like oh my god (laughs) now that I'm saying it out loud like people really should have told me these things like wow um so Michigan is uh here now this is where I'm thriving but like I've always had internet friends and, like, I go into internet friendships not even thinking about them being internet friendships because, like, my goal is always to be IRL friends with everyone, like, in real mm-hmm. life friends. Like, there's no reason why distance should have to be a boundary at this point. Right. That um, makes sense. And, like, 
even uh, even to you ladies in Australia, I would absolutely love to come and see you one day. There's there's absolutely no reason why like distance has to be a, a boundary. Yeah, I feel that I feel that that's why internet friendships are definitely the thing now. Um, because right, there doesn't have to be a boundary. Although, and and I feel like the interactions are more authentic, right? Because on the internet, you're gearing, you know, yourself to be kind of what you want to be, I guess, or portrayed or whatever, you know, I just feel like, and then there's that safety almost of the screen and not the looks and all that. So there is, I think, a level of authenticity where face-to-face -face does have a lot of that posturing or this, or the cultural cues and social cues and, and that small talk kind of, uh, trying to navigate through conversation. So yeah, I think distance is no longer an issue. You can be more authentic. And then what I was finding in my adult relationships in real life, I call it, I was being, and now I'm such a people pleaser. That's also something that I need to, that I've been trying to get over in my adult age. I need to work on about myself. So what I found was happening through my relationships with my girlfriends was that I was becoming the chameleon friend. So that's something that I kind of adapted in the retrospect was able to say, but if you were the friend that was single and you wanted to go out to the club, I was the club. I was the girl going out to the club with you. If you were the friend that had two kids and you needed to stay home on a Saturday night and watch them, I was the friend. So I was adapting myself to all the other girls in order to hang out with them because you're getting, so that's what I, it's kind of like, I always referenced when I saw the movie Runaway Bride, I was able to pinpoint how she would make her eggs the same way the guy would make. I was like, that's, that was me as an adult friend. Like I would be the person that bent over backwards, did whatever you wanted to do. So once I started kind of, and my, my boyfriend now helped me kind of out of that, where once I met him, I knew I didn't want to deal with the drama anymore, even though they were my friend. And I didn't want to, to do what they kind of wanted me to do. I had, it took me 30 years. I had a friend for 30 years. She was probably like one of my first friends because her and my mother, her mother and my mother, you know, bonded and that got us before we could even talk bonding. I always said to her, we never went to the same school, but I always said to her, you're like my cousin because I grew up with you, even though we're not blood. So she was that kind of relationship, but I always look at her and reference her to people as if we were not, if we didn't have this history, we would never be friends. Like, I don't like the kind of person you are. Like, we don't have the same interests, like all this stuff. But again, we'd always beat each other's birthdays. We'd always go. And what I found out about her, like, again, another one of those clean friends, she was going to the club. I was going when she was pregnant. I was with her on the pregnancy, all this stuff. But what I found out about her, and I knew this through getting my boyfriend now, John, when like in the beginning, and I really was like on this high from him, she was going through a tough time in her relationship. And I realized if she was, she's the type of friend where she needed me to be, if she was happy, we were celebrating her happiness 24 seven, all about her happiness. Come to this party, buy me this gift. But if she was miserable, there was no way that I could be happy. I'd have to be down in her misery. And yeah. so it was always about her all the time. And you know, I, it came to a point where I just called her on it for the first time ever, because I was the chameleon friend. I was the one that needed you to be whatever mm -hmm. I needed to be. Um, and the, the time I called her on it and just explained to her that I don't want to deal with that anymore. We haven't really talked since she, I see her sometimes, you know, not, we don't meet up, but like I see her at a common place. She'll wish me well. I wish her well. We definitely don't wish each other ill, but we're at that place where we know we cannot be friends and communicate because 
I'm not giving her what she wants. And it's partly my fault because I've always given her what she wants. Been, yeah, right. Well, right. it's good that you're so, doing what you need to do for you. And that's yeah. the most important part. Yeah. And, and to make friends, you need to put yourself out there. And <laughs> yeah, well, you like to experience people. And I think that's yes. a level of it too. When you say putting yourself out there, there has to be a level of like, okay, let's have this experience together, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, because mm-hmm. again, a lot of people form friends for whatever reasons, but it isn't to experience the other person and what they kind of could bring to the table, what could you could bring to them. And it's, it is a mutual experience being yes. a good friend. I never so thought I feel like of it when that you're way. Open, yeah, when I feel like when you're open to that, that's that what invites all that stuff. And I think people that have had bad experiences making friends have tried to do it in that avenue or venue where other people are close to it. And then it feels like rejection, but it's just that some people are more into to experience others than other people are. Yeah. And like I think about that so, that with me because I'm an introvert and I'm a homebody. Like I know oh, yeah. you and me kind of share that. Where like I love being home so much that I need to make sure I have things in place that get me out, quote unquote, get me out because I could be happy in my bubble, perfectly happy. My two best friends are my two cats, like, uh, you know, no, like my cat. Absolutely. I talk to them and we, you know, I'm a crazy cat lady in that way, but I could totally be happy in that way. Like, I feel like extroverts need to get out. Totally. Because, you know, but for me, the home is my safe place. I could be there forever. So when I was dancing, that was a great way to just, be friendly. Like it's a practice in experiencing people, I think. I think that's a really and, good way of putting it. Yeah. And I mean, cause like at conferences when I, I would, I, I consider myself a super friendly person, mm-hmm. although I don't have a lot of real life kind of friends, but it's all in. Yeah. I think experiencing other people is a really good way of putting it. And I want, like really want to like have everyone consider like just because you don't hang out with someone constantly just because you don't like have the time to, you know, hang out and chill doesn't mean you're not friends with someone. Um, I have a standing dinner date with one of my friends that we have been rescheduling for like literally four months because she has to, you know, travel a bunch for uh, work. She works with Jeff on a conference and she's like insanely busy because she's a grad student. She has like three other jobs and I have been, you know, we went to Disney. I've been sick. Other times it's just like, this is not the right night. So like, we are confident enough in our friendship, are confident enough in our love for each other yeah. that like, we know that our entire friendship is not going to crumble if we don't have dinner one night. Yeah. We know that when we have dinner, we will sit for four hours and talk about the things that madden us about the world. and all of the other things being able to hold on to that and like having the confidence in yourself and knowing like it it comes back down to loving yourself and like knowing that you're enough and that you're enough for other people and and you are you're enough for other people because no matter your flaws no matter any other thing else, if you are trying to be good and you're trying to be the best you that you can be, that's all anyone can ask for. And if someone is asking for more, then they are not your friend. It comes from this internal pressure we put on ourselves 
because we see it in others. We see others posing with friends. We see others, you know, going out to brunch every weekend. We see others collaborating with these like-minded women and they seem to be more friendly than we are. Like, I feel like it becomes again a comparison project where then you stop loving yourself because you start to think what's wrong with me. But the truth is it's all timeline it's all the exact execution of your story again like those themes that keep coming up for us like trust that it will happen like you know when I uh, when uh, the happy planner hired Hannah she's like the new social media I guess that does what I do but you know she was my best friend for a long time from the happy planner once she signed on like we would go on conferences together and whatever and we drifted since you know without circumstances of me leaving and whatever but like, I remember thinking like, wow, Hannah lives so far away, but like we communicate and we work in the same awesome job and we're friends. Like, but it took time and that job and me, I feel like as long as you're following your path and you're doing the things that interest you, it will naturally happen and you'll find a good friend. And just like you said, like me and Hannah aren't um, the way that we used to be, but it was so good when we were friends. And I, I, I look back on that friendship and I'm so grateful for it. I don't hold anger that we're not friends now. You know, I understand the circumstances now, but yeah, I just feel like there's seasons for friends. There's seasons yeah. for making them. There's, but we put pressure to, to try and get a bunch or I have a birthday and I need to fill the guest list or like whatever these weird subconscious things we think we need friends for. But like, I just feel like, the handful of really good ones that will come and go and, and the handful more in the next season are all just a part of the process. It's another like process point. Right. And, and you only have like so much capacity as a person, like you can only give out so much like friendship love. There's only like so much time and so much energy and so much like basic capacity that you have that like, if you go out looking, you know, okay, so my standing desk here, I have right next to my standing desk, I have a big window that looks out onto the, the side of our yard. And uh, there's a big, uh, huge oak tree, no, pine tree, uh, walnut tree, it's a walnut tree, it's a huge walnut tree. And um, there's a chipmunk that lives in the walnut tree. And he is my favorite. I love him. He is the literal cutest thing in the entire world. Um, and he collects these walnuts. And he collected so many walnuts in the fall. It was my favorite thing to watch while I was uh, crafting. Um, he would go up in the walnut tree and shake the branches, and the walnuts would fall down, and uh, they would crack open. It was, like, one of the most amazing things to watch, like, from a science perspective. And then he would collect them, and he would... Um, scurry them, and he would have a whole big, like, a, a gigantic pile of these walnuts. Um, and then, um, as as the season got later on, he would, you know, make sure to stand on the pile. Sometimes he would scurry away and find some of the other walnuts that, like, uh, went a little bit further away from the tree, but he would definitely make sure to stay where he could see his pile mm -hmm. of walnuts. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, work so hard to create this, this pile and you tend to this pile and you cultivate this, this 
pile of trees that you live in, that you tend to, that you worked so hard to get. And then you go and you run off too far to search and get one extra walnut. And somebody comes and like steals all your walnuts. What are you doing? You're going to go search for one extra friend so far out when you have all of these friends that you've been cultivating and tending to. You, you, we talk about how hard it is to make adult friends. But rarely are we talking about how what we need to do to tend to the friends that we already have and to cultivate the relationships that are right in front of us. And and do, do we need to make new friends? I mean, it, it never hurts to make new friends. It never hurts to make new relationships. It never hurts to, like, branch out and find new people and be interesting. And, like, I loved what you said earlier, and this is where I really do love is experiencing new people because I absolutely love getting caught up in a new person and um, hearing all about them. And uh, I'm sure throughout this season and next season and, and all of our other podcasts, I will tell you about all of the incredible friends that I've had over the years, um, including the friend that I uh, duct taped for a full body furry suit. We'll get to that. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I love people and I love stories and I love that they help me understand everyone so much better so that I can be like, I can be a better human. I can be a better friend, but like we all talk about finding new friends and how hard it is to find new friends and how hard it is to like find someone with like mutual interests, but like look right around you. And a lot of times we have friends right here and like, we have mutual interests and our friends shouldn't have all of the exact same interests as us. It's right. so much better when we have friends that have like, you know, one or two mutual interests and then we can really get, you know, dig deep on those things. And it's like, it's really nice to like have a friend that you can talk to about, you know, one or two things. And then, you know, you check in with them on one or two things when like something updates, like, uh, like, I'm a football person, so I have a few friends that I talk to uh, about football. And, like, we don't have anything else really in common, so we update <laughs> each other about football. And then I have a couple of friends that uh, I talk to about gardening. And, like, we have literally nothing in common except gardening. And so I haven't talked to them over the winter because there's not really much to do except <laughs> garden. But in the summer, when, like, the plants are blooming and things are changing every single day. We'll text back and forth pictures like, oh, my God, right. this happened. And right. like, again, you know, friends for a season, friends for a reason. And, you know, you have to trust that you're enough, that like that friendship will come back the way you trust that those plants will come up in, you know, February, you know, February, because that's winter, you know, um, in like June and July. Just just believe in yourself that you're enough and you don't need to have you, you don't need to hang on so much to the anxiety that you won't be able to make friends. Yeah, I mean I feel like when this topic of it's hard to make adult friends and then so much people like responded and said, Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. 
I think it's because there's like a thread of loneliness a little bit in the current culture and the state of how we're going into this year. Like there's so, again, so many ways to be connected, but everyone feels so alone. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, I guess it's hard to pinpoint. We could talk about it till it's blue in the face, but there is this level of, you know, I do have these internet friends. So we communicate when it's both, um, appropriate for us, not appropriate, that's not the right word, but it's both convenient, convenient for us, yeah, totally. convenient to us to talk. So there is that level of, I can pull back now, or mm-hmm. they can pull back now. And then you feel like, but wait, I wasn't done. Like, I still kind of want that connection. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you get that in your life, but I do feel like there's this underlying yeah. loneliness a little bit. I think, so that's one, one of the reasons I created uh, the Awesome Ladies Project and like, why I wanted there to be forums so that like you could be there as much as you want and then other people could come in and it didn't have to be like a one to like you just post and then there's like 50 people who can comment and Mm -hmm. then you go back and forth and back and forth and then you start different topics and as opposed to like Instagram or Facebook where you're just like okay I have this one thing to say and then here's just a totally separate thing and then like because with forums and this is like how I started online um back in college and got so many you know this is where my online scrapbooky friendship thing started was with forums because you know here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. And then there are 50 women to respond. And then those 50 women are emboldened to talk about, here's some one thing I'm thinking. And then you can respond to those 50 women. And then starts 50 more conversations, which starts 50 more conversations, which starts 50 more conversations. As opposed to like Facebook and Instagram, which is like, here's what I have to say, now respond to it. Mm -hmm. Which is just, it's, it's less dialogue it's less computer-based it's let it's not computer-based it's less i don't even know what the word it's dictated by the yeah yeah the linear yeah right there's there's no algorithm it's just like hey ladies let's just talk about this stuff like here's what we have to say not here's what instagram thinks we you want us to think what which changes every two weeks anyway um so yeah that's why I created the Awesome Ladies Project, because I wanted a place that, like, we could decide, like, just, like, super democratic, like, we are, like, the deciders. So I made that. Um, and so, yeah, if you're ever feeling lonely, if you want to talk, come to the Awesome Ladies Project. We have free forums that you can talk about. Uh, you can come talk about the podcast. I made a forum for that. Come talk about your creative life. Come talk about your non-creative life. Come talk about books. If you're lonely, just, like, come talk. That's a great place to make friends. Um, online friends, offline friends. Um, I am good at making yeah. internet friends. Come be friends with me. <laughs> um, For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's hard to make friends. And then, especially with the internet, you're like, what exactly is a friend? Right. I was thinking that this whole episode that to really define what a friend means to you is a different whole other opens up a whole other category of stuff. Right. Um, which is, to- I think, yeah, no, cause like in, in real life, you know, you go out to the club or you go out to the restaurant or you go out to the coffee shop or, you know, you invite somebody over for dinner and like, it's, it's pretty clear when you're like friends, 
<laughs> but like online, you know, when are you actually friends? Yeah. When you know that. when is yeah. it like you know, I when does it cross over from like fangirl to friendship? And then with online too, it's almost like there's a limitless amount of friends you can have. So then if like the tagging happens or whatever, like where does it end? Or if, you know, so, and I think about that too with our challenge coming up, but like there's that aspect of it too. We're like, oh, you're all my friends. Like, don't worry, don't worry. But there's like, there's no way I could respond or get back or, you know, there's, there's that part of it too. So I, you know, having too many is also and managing it is also, and there's a different way to manage real life friends, a different way to manage online friends. So I don't think through talking about this, I don't think there's a resolution really to the end of this episode or a lesson to be learned. It's just more of a conversation that I would, I loved having today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cause it is hard and we love, you know, to hear you guys' feedback. We do have a kind of interesting call to action. So yeah, they're so cute. We, yeah, so we designed some digital um, graphics Amanda for designed. Galentine's Day. Yeah, no, well, you know, we both had input on what the sayings were. Yeah, so there's some digital Galentine's Day graphics that we encourage you to share on your social media and tag your gals with. Um, there's four different sayings, you know, in this podcast me and Christian get a little sassy we you know we're pretty like um what's the word snarky I guess real talk get, yeah <laughs> right real talk we're super casual but in the manifestation of the graphics they ended up being more sincere and sweet and I kind of like that we talked yeah, about no it's absolutely perfect it's it's what it should be yeah so we just wanted you know, to provide something in conjunction with this episode that you could use to kind of have a little fun with the idea of what was behind this episode, right? So we do have some digital graphics. We have a printout that you can use in your scrapbooking if you want. Um, yeah, so we just call you to use them to your liking. And if you do tag us, reference people back to the show, craftyassfemale.com, all that good stuff. And really appreciate it. Like and subscribe, leave us a written review. What else you got for them, Kristen? Um, yeah, we would absolutely love it if you, uh, shared them with your friends, uh, sign up for the newsletter and we will get them to you right in your inbox so that you can have them at your fingertips anytime you want. And, uh, I think that's about it for this week. I cannot wait to, uh, see what you do with them. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited to see the projects and just hear the feedback of like how you feel about making adult friends and happy Valentine's day to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> happy Valentine's day and happy, happy waffles. Have some extra waffles for Leslie <laughs> and her friends. And we will talk to you next week. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing Valentine's and Valentine's week. And we love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.